On this week's episode of the WNP Podcast, we reassess our coaching opinions and decide who will win the most tightly contested divisions in the NFL. Stay tuned. Episode 123 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Groshaw. Chase, how you doing? I am doing swell. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. And before we start the show, I do have to say, my dad told me that if we get some merch, we need to have a picture of just you. And at the bottom, it says, I'm doing swell. What do you think? I think that's great. I, Some I think, good merch. I think that'd be a hot selling item. It probably would be. That uh, that would be unreal. And well, then let's do it. And then we'd have like the logo and everything. Uh, I'm not gonna have my face on any shirts because I don't want to uh, get too embarrassed. But you know, you already have. Oh no, Johnny already has a, a Johnny does a, f- a shirt with his face on it. So yeah, that's that's an unreal. That's a beauty. Piece, yeah, piece of wardrobe. Uh, on today's episode of the We're Not Professionals podcast. Going to be talking a bunch of stuff, you know, some news, uh, doing our week predictions like always, but we are going to be taking a look back on some of our opinions on past coaches. Uh, We had some things to say about coaches a couple weeks ago, so I want to go back, see if we still agree with what we said earlier on in the season. And then it's been a really weird year in pretty much all sports right now. So uh, that does not exclude the NFL. It's a weird year. And there's about five or six divisions that are really up for grabs right now. So we're going to be looking at those and telling you which team is going to win which division. But before we hop into that, Chase, we do have some quick news when it comes to college football. So we've got a rumor and then we have a actual story that is being reported by the Detroit Free Press. What do we want to start with? Uh, let's start with the rumor and end with the okay. story. So uh, why don't you bring up the rumor because you were the one that found it. Uh, and then after I can go into the free, pa- free press article. Okay. So yeah, that rumor is that reportedly uh, Lincoln Riley to LSU is happening at a 12 and a half million per year type of deal. don't know how long uh, that would make him the highest paid coach in college football tied with the highest paid coach in football in general with Bill Belichick. That is a lot of money for a guy who I think needs to be head coach very soon. I think he needs to be head coach next season, but 12 and a half million dollars. Oh, Oh, that's what you offer to a guy who just turned around a program and won four natties. Yeah. I don't like, I get that LSU. They're going after a very highly touted coach. Uh, Mel Tucker was in the round there, but with some news we're going to be talking about here in a second, it seems like that might be off the table. So maybe they're just going all in on Lincoln Riley. I don't know. Um, Lincoln Riley, the coach over there for Oklahoma, does he go to LSU? Does he ditch Oklahoma with Oklahoma coming into the SEC very soon? I mean, for that money, I would. But yeah, yeah, for that money, I would. But it is a rumor right now. There's nothing official. So. Uh, that'll be an interesting story to continue to look at. When we talk about Mel Tucker, the Detroit Free Press's David Jesse and Chris Solari are reporting that Michigan State and Mel Tucker are currently working 
on a 10-year, $95 million extension. That would make him, when we're not looking at Lincoln Riley, because, again, that's just a rumor, when we're looking at this, this would make Mel Tucker the second-highest-paid coach in college football, only behind Nick Saban at $9.75 million. And then when it comes to the NFL, Mel Tucker would be fourth, only behind Bill Belichick at 12.5, Pete Carroll at 11, and Sean Payton at 9.8. So Pete Carroll makes $11 million a year. He does. <sighs> so Mel Tucker, 9.5 average. That's what Michigan State needs to do if they want to keep him around. And, you know, he is coaching candidate number one for this upcoming offseason. Um, just because of what he's done already in two years at Michigan State, plus his previous coaching history. So Michigan State does need to keep him around off from that money. Let him continue to go back to being, you know, a true contender like they were so many years ago. If they can be an elite team in college football, you know, that, that, that'd that be fun. That'd be awesome. It'd be great for Mel Tucker. He could make the jump, you know, one day to the NFL if he wanted to at that point. But, you know, first let's let him win a natty or two with Michigan State. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, I think that if this happens and – Again, they're reporting that they're in the works, so it has not happened yet. But if Michigan State and Mel Tucker get this deal done, Michigan State needs to be the Georgia to Ohio State's Alabama. We know that Ohio State rules the Big Ten, and it's very likely that they continue to rule the Big Ten. But with this deal, if it goes through, Mel Tucker needs to make sure that Michigan State is that number two. We're not looking at, oh, Michigan is the next man up. Penn State's the next man up. Wisconsin's the next man up. It has to be Michigan State if he's getting paid this much money. Yeah, it, it for sure does. And, you know, so far, things are looking good. The team has played, you know, unexpectedly well. I know it's on the back of Kenneth Walker, but at the end of the day, it's still a, a recruit that you got the transfer from a school to come to you. Um, the recruiting class is looking strong. Some good names are coming in. So if that continues, they can, you know, land a couple more five stars. There are a couple five stars, really, I should say, in general. Um, get a legit quarterback prospect. Keep building up, a, you know, a, a solid defense. Like, the, the team could do it. And Michigan State is playing Ohio State this weekend. It's going to be a big game because if Michigan State wins this one, then it's likely they beat Penn State the week after. And if that's the case, they buy their way into the Big Ten Championship and winning that would put them into the playoffs. So they're in complete control of their destiny right now. I'm not too confident about the game against Ohio State, especially because it's down in Columbus. But if they do win this, if they do make the playoffs, if Mel Tucker does get this extension, Michigan State is on the hot track to stealing uh, stealing recruits from Ohio State, stealing recruits from Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State. They're ready to take over the Big Ten. And I know that was a lot of ifs, but if it does happen, I mean, they're on the hot track. It, it could get there. It's not like it's going to get there but yeah. it definitely could get there and it's not like it's a zero percent chance like there's a legitimate opportunity here for yeah. michigan state to do something big um but that's going to be it for the college football talk we thought we'd just bring that up because that's kind of big news coaches getting huge contracts potentially so uh thought we'd talk about that next up hard knocks that comes out Tonight, as we're recording on Wednesday, so if you're watching on Thursday or later, the first episode of Hard Knocks will already be out. This is the first time ever that Hard Knocks is doing in-season episodes. It's with the Indianapolis Colts. Any interest? Maybe. Like, this Cowboys Hard Knocks was the first one I didn't watch fully through in probably six or seven Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. I watched one episode and never even bothered to go to another one. Like, it just had no draw. So... I don't know how I feel about a regular season thing. 
you know, the preseason is interesting because it's different dynamics. You got some, you know, random guys that are just like bubble guys that are random personalities that are fun to follow along and root for to make the team. Where now you're rooting, you're like, you're not really rooting for a team, but you're watching a team go through through their grind. They're in the middle of the season. Guys are, you know, getting hurt. Things are doing okay. Things are not doing okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have, like, I'll have to check it out at some point. I just, like, I don't know if I'll necessarily just be watching it like, upon release, you know? Yeah, I feel like the past three years, Hard Knocks for me has just not been there. I'm always excited for Hard Knocks because it's something that you can always look forward to. Uh, you're lacking football content at the time, so you get some finally. But the past, like, two, three years have been incredibly boring. Like, the Browns were good. I thought the Bucks had a decent one, but these past couple I've just been, eh. The LA one was fine, like, it, like last year. Like, it... I think it would have been better if they would have been able to focus on just one team because, like, it looked like there was like there was, there was some legit personality on both sides, but you had to keep flip-flopping and stuff. Um, so it kind of drew a little bit away from it. But still, you know, um, I didn't think it was completely horrible, whereas the Cowboys one was just boring. The L.A. one, I was super excited to see the Rams, and then I just ended up enjoying the Chargers way more. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to watch, but it's not going to be one where I'll say it's on a tight leash. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it, see what it's all about. But if it's not catching my fancy early on, then I got a dip. I know our buddy Chris, big Colts fan. I'm sure he's going to be watching all the way through, but me, it's kind of iffy. Uh, before we get on to our next topic, I'm getting a little dry mouth, so I figured I'd bust open the old Michelob Seltzer. It's spicy, not a sponsor. Spicy pineapple. Gross. Which. You know, you were you were super excited when you first heard that flavor was a thing. No, it sounds horrible. It's pretty good. Still not a sponsor. We can say it's good when they're a sponsor. Still not a sponsor. Yeah, that, that that's how it tastes. It tastes like they're not paying us yet. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I like <laughs> that. Uh, maybe I should just hide it behind my, my... There we go. Now anyone who's watching the video won't be able to know what it is. Yeah, no, they, they definitely have no idea now. E- even though I just said it out loud. <laughs> no, no, they don't know. Uh, all right, let's now move on to talking about the two most poverty franchises in the league, the Browns and the Lions. Um, <laughs> well, let's start with uh, the Browns. We got Baker Mayfield. He uh, came out earlier in an interview saying this is probably the most beat up I've ever been in my career. Uh, that's obviously because he's doing a lot of commercials and that takes a toll on him. Uh, but currently he's battling a knee and foot injury as well as a torn labrum. He said he is absolutely going to play versus Detroit this weekend. It, is that a route to Detroit getting their first one? No. With a beaten down Baker? No. Okay. Um, It was known already that he was kind of playing beat up this year, and he's just saying, you know, it's more than we kind of knew. It really is not going to matter. I, the The... The Browns might rush for 300 yards. I'm going to be honest. Like, I I don't think this is a very close game for Detroit. I think they're going to get worked. No matter how healthy Baker is or isn't, I I have zero faith anymore. Oh, completely ready to throw it out the window. Even though you're coming off the best weekend for the Lions since last year, November, I think it was like 26th or something. Late November was the last time the Lions won. You guys are now coming off the best weekend you guys have had since that win. I would say the bye week was better. Oh. 
to be honest. You'd rather have a bye than tie with the Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> Ties are like kissing your sister, and I don't have a sister. So you can't imagine it. So I don't even want to have to imagine it. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a positive for the Lions not losing. Like, now there's no possibility of going 0-17. If they go 0-16-1, I'd rather them just go 0-17, to be honest. I disagree. Like, like win a game or, or lose them all. Why? Why tie? I despise ties so much. I'd rather the Lions go 0-17 than go 0-12-5. Legitimately. 0-12-5. Imagine if that were to happen. <laughs> that would be something. That's for oh. sure. Um, so, now you are just completely out. No faith whatsoever that they win a game from now on. Or do you no, think I'm, not, still- I'm not picking them to win any games this year. No, picking, sure, is different, but do you think there's a possibility that they can actually win a game? Yeah, it's, it's never impossible in the NFL, but it doesn't mean I ever like truly think it's going to happen. Like, let's be real here. They suck. We've <laughs> seen Jared Goff play football. Holy shit. He might not play this week. We got... Uh, okay, David Blau. You ever seen David Blau play football? Oh. Was he the one that played pretty well on Thanksgiving the one year? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, Jared Goff's played well before in his career. <laughs> Has he? Yeah, like twice. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's head over to a little coaching update. Uh, what was it? Week two, week three, we brought up coaching. Uh, you were a big fan of Matt Nagy. You think that's still the case? or I think that guy is the worst. I, I think it's pretty obvious that. We still, and everyone listening, hopefully, and everyone just around the world, except for the Bears front office, knows Matt Nagy is the number one candidate for the hot seat. Get him out of there. He's trash. Uh, Let's talk about some other guys that we potentially discussed being on the hot seat. We'll start off with your number one hatred this season, Urban Meyer. Where's he at in your opinion now? It, like... There's been some change when it came to the Jaguars. They're actually winning some games now. Uh, they're competitive. What do you think about Urban Meyer overall? I still don't think he's a good head coach for the NFL. I really don't. I I, I would still want him out. Like you kind of can't at this point. Um, you know, he's really grinded it out. If you get what I mean. Um, and the the team has done a little bit better. And you know, they got a sneaky win against the Bills, but it wasn't because they like. Played unreal just because the Bills just couldn't make anything happen. Like it, it was neither team really played that great in that game. It was just a weird football game. Um, I don't think the Jags have really had enough moments of Shiner's Park if they've really had any like to really to be offered. I, I just I think things are keep going in the wrong direction if Urban's there. You know who did have a good game? Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a great game. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Allen had a so-so game. You know, odds are every week. Josh Allen has a good week. That's probably fair. Odds are. Yeah. Like, what are the what, what are the odds that double Josh Allen has bad weeks? And odds are that Josh Allen, who went seventh overall, has a good week. I'd say those odds are quite high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, the number is more than one, and the NFL's 100% on Josh Allen's going seventh overall. So if you want your kid to go seventh overall, name him Josh Allen. That's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what position he plays. Nope. Doesn't matter what school he goes to. Nope. He's going seventh overall. Yep. Punter, kicker, punter, kicker, and returner. That, that's the guy. That'd, that'd be that, a deal. That, that, that'd be a player right there. That'd be a. I said that'd be a deal. That, that'd be a steal. Yeah. Like that's a that's a top three potential you know position matchup. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. All right, uh, more coaches here. Brian Flores, a guy that we talked about how there was some rumors that, hey, he's kind of losing the locker room a little bit. Uh, the team wasn't looking very good, but we are like, come on, it's Brian Flores. Uh, still love the guy. Currently, the Dolphins are sitting 3-7, and seven, coming off of a big upset on Thursday night against the Ravens. What are we thinking about Brian Flores? It's looked better, but I fear that it might be too little too late because it's looked bad for, you know, the first seven games of, of the season and the last three things have been figuring out a little bit. But I think, the you know, the, the front office, the ownership group with the Dolphins expects this team to be competitive right now. They think that 2-1 year two with the weapons around him should be enough for the team to see the playoffs. Plus, you know, that defense should be good. And it, it, it just isn't really the case. Um, I, I don't know if I want to blame Brian Flores for that, but he definitely has his hand in the reason that they are failing. Um, he's someone that is worthy of, you know, like if he got fired, I wouldn't be surprised just based on the way things have gone, but if he keeps the job, I also wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, coaches are responsible for how the players are playing, and the defense has underwhelmed this year. Just flat out, they have underwhelmed this year. They've had a decent little stretch recently, but they've underwhelmed compared to their last two uh, or last season, and then even the season before, the defense showed some improvement. He showed that flash. The offense has been terrible. So the the Miami Dolphins need to find either a good offensive coordinator that can really help Ryan Flores on that end or, or something needs to happen because the offense is terrible. The defense is underwhelmed. Right now, I am no longer Brian Flores as a top-five coach. Coming into this year, I thought that because he just – did tremendous things with one of the worst rosters on paper I've ever seen. And then the following year, another roster that really should not have been competitive yet. They were one game out of the playoffs. So I, I thought very highly of them this year. I'm, I'm really low on them and, and it's really unfortunate, but yeah, yeah it is because it, it was warranted to, to feel highly on them at first, but now it's warranted to feel low on them. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor. Still dog water. He's not the reason they're winning games. There's a reason the Bengals have dropped a couple here and are looking a little disappointing because they have a horrible head coach. Hmm. Hmm. Do you disagree? I, I'm so conflicted with Zach Taylor because there are times like against the Packers and the Bears where I'm just thinking, dude, what the hell are you doing? Why are you being so conservative? Why aren't you uh, releasing this offense? This offense has so much potential. What are you doing? But then there's games like the Ravens where he literally does not make a bad play call whatsoever. He goes in to Baltimore and beats John Harbaugh, who is arguably a top five coach in the league right now. So he like flat out out coached Harbaugh. So there are huge, huge highs, but then there's a lot of very mediocre to low type of games. And it's just so frustrating because if he could find that commonplace, if he wasn't so inconsistent, I could make a very easy um, decision on what I think about him. But because there's so much wishwash, I'm just like, I want to see more. But at the same time, we've only got Joe Burrow for three more years under the rookie contract. How much time do we have to see more? That's if they pick up the fifth-year option. He's kind of bad. He might, they might not. That's true. But He's got a lot of turnovers this year. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear a story come out that 
Actually, those games where the offense looked really good, Baker, or not Baker, Baker. Bur- Burrow was actually just checking out of every play call and calling his own plays. Like, I would love to see something like that because, because just confirm my beliefs because I really do believe that Baker's making, or, oh my lord, I keep calling him Baker. They're just, they're both so similar in a league, I can't help it. What? That, that uh, Burrow is actually just checking out of those situations and is, the you know, he's the reason that the offense is doing things the right way. Um, I don't know, like, who you go out and hire. I really, there's no coaching candidate that I, like, love as of the way things stand right now going into this offseason. So I really don't know who you would hire. Um, but if they could find someone that they really feel could work with Burrow the right way, maybe, hell, just bring bring Joe Brady back in in some fashion. I know, you know, he's in Carolina, but if they could bring him in some way, just even as, as an OC, just, like, let Zach Taylor, like, I'm, I'm very firm in the belief nowadays, especially that head coaches just need to, like, do head coach duties, don't play call anything, let your let your coordinators do that. So bringing like a legitimate offensive, you know, coordinator, um, and just let the offense do its thing. I think the team is a lot different. Also, I think the head coach should have nothing to do whatsoever when it comes to uh, like general managing and player personnel because it just blows up in their face so many times. There's one guy who can do it really well. It's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, co- head coaches, especially nowadays, they need to be able to. Like, they need to be, like, day daily, like, day managers, I guess, is the word I want to use. So, like, uh, a GM role, that, that's an, an overview, you know, of the future and what, what you need to do to continue to succeed, whereas a coach needs to worry about let's succeed right now. And you just need to be able to manage the voices in the locker room, manage the game situations, you know, make the right call, say to kick it here, punt it here, fake it here, go for it here, blah, blah, blah. That's what the head coach needs to do. The coach needs to be able to keep guys, you know, in line together. And that's what, you know, Dan Campbell's trying to do in Detroit. Things are obviously not going great because it's a horrible roster, but that's why I'm excited to see what can happen if they can build a decent roster because I think he's doing it the right way. Um, and, you know, if more teams started following that suit, I think we would see some better results uh, just because, like, you know, why have an offensive coordinator if he's not going to call plays? Because at, at, at that point, their role is so limited. You're just paying this guy million, like borderline millions of dollars to do kind of nothing. And you know? there are three offensive coordinators right now that if Zach Taylor were to get fired, those would be my top three candidates for this job. Joe Brady, obviously one of the top guys. Uh, the OC over in Buffalo, I think his name's Dabo, some, Brian Dabo or, or something. Yeah. Um, and then Byron Leftwich. Dab- Dabble. Yeah, Dabble. Yeah, uh, and then Byron Leftwich with uh, Tampa, the their offensive coordinator. So. Still the fakest name I've ever heard. <laughs> Either way, I, I think all the, those three guys have really shown some nice stuff. So I yeah. like to, if Zach Taylor isn't here anymore, that would be the guy. Uh, those would be the guys I'd go after. You, you definitely need an offensive guy who's willing to let his OC do do the job, though. Like someone who is a lot more willing to let the team be creative and risk taking an offense. You know, like. I don't if if you're going with someone who's minded like all, like minded one way or another, it really seemed like defensive minded coaches just kind of need to step aside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's go one more coach here for you. This is an interesting one because when I'm looking overall at the NFL community, or at least on Twitter, a lot of people are big fans of this guy. But he's currently sitting at three and six. Fire him. Offense hasn't been great. Uh, Fire they are negative when it comes to their net points. Fire them. We're going Joe Judge. Oh, they're going Kyle Shanahan. No. Fire him too. Um, Firing Joe Judge. Well, Kyle uh, Shanahan's four and five. Oh, and I, th- he I thought just, they were three and six. And 
They just beat Sean McVay and the Rams. I know that that, that was a job saving win right there. Um, but I don't. I really don't know about Joe Judge. I I think you should probably keep him around for another year. Um, I don't. I because like that offense still is not very good, and like I I just I just I I really don't know like with Daniel Jones because I still think sometimes he can he can do the things the right way, but the other times it's just so horrendous and mm-hmm. he can't. So like you want to keep relying on that guy. You spent a sixth overall pick on him, but at some point you got to cut bait. Um, if they, I would say probably give him another year, keep Joe Judge around another year, see what can happen, tool up heavily this offseason and, and, and the offensive side. If you can add a legitimate receiver that can uh, pair with Galladay, Tony, and then, uh, you know, a, a rookie, just let Sterling Shepard go on and do his own thing, uh, get some better tight end play, get some better offensive line play, and it should be a playoff team at that point. And if they're not a playoff team, then, you know, you can move on. You know who Daniel Jones is? Who's Daniel Jones? Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Daniel Jones is going to be coming into, this is second year or third year? Third year. He was 2018 pick. So it's third. 2019 with the Kyler. Yeah, 2019. 2019. So this is his third year. Um, Still a lot of question marks, obviously. Marcus Mariota was at the same point, but Marcus Mariota really fell off. I think it was his fourth or fifth year, and I would not be shocked if I saw the same with Daniel Jones. Yeah, uh, He's got the weapons around him. He's had some good games, and then he's had some poor games. The offensive line is a point to look at to address in the offseason and everything. But when it comes to wide receivers, he's got a lot of players. When it comes to the running back position, if Saquon can be healthy, then he's got a great guy there. I, I just, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Jones, and I never really bought into the hype of Joe Judge. Uh, do I think he should be fired? Maybe not. But do I think people should continue to talk to, talk about him? Like, he's a, a top 12 coach, top 15 coach? Absolutely not. I think uh, we need to see a lot more out of the Giants because that is supposed to be the team out of New York. That's supposed to be the Yankees of the NFL, and it is absolutely not, and it's nowhere close. Yeah, and, I, I you know, I'm not, in the, like, I'm in the same boat pretty much where you are, Judge, where, like, you know, he shouldn't be fired. He also should be heralded as some, you know, great coach. But really, you want to see a quarterback be able to succeed in spite of having you know talent or lack of talent around him because the team has been very injured like you know Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay have been out together Sterling Sharp has missed some time Evan Ingram uh just as Evan Ingram and Saquon of course you know he's played what four games this year if that um it, so that, yeah, it sucks you want to give a guy a benefit of the doubt but at the end of the day it's the NFL and you got to win and you can't just oh there's injuries this year oh this happened this year all of a sudden you're nine years in and it's just the same product over and over again you, you can't let that happen which is why i've mentioned kyle shanahan because like he said he had the one playoff year and they went to the super bowl but other than that you know sure things have happened sure there's been injuries or this that whatever but at the end of the day the job is to win regardless of who you have on, on hand and especially when you're coming into a team like that and you already take them that far when you see that regression it's kind of worrisome you know so We've yet we haven't seen the regression, but we also haven't seen the progression in New York. So maybe you know you you could really go either way. Is what I'm trying to say. And with that being said, I know I said that Joe Judge would be the last one, but let's go over to the NFC West. We heard your opinions on Kyle Shanahan. What about Pete Carroll? He's currently sitting at three and six. He's been without Russell Wilson for I think it was three weeks. Russ comes back and they got absolute not absolutely smoked. I shouldn't say, but they got shut out by the Green Bay defense. What do we think about Pete Carroll? Is is he a guy that should be staying around, or you very politely go into his office at the end of the season, say, or like three weeks before the season ends, be like, Pete, you're 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 in your seventies. 
it's better if you just retire. Like, like let's let's not fire you. Let's let you retire. Go on your own terms, and we'll call it quits. And then he says no. Then you then you just fire him on the spot anyway. And then you have eleven million free. Yeah, for other coaches. Yeah, and if he if he retires, great, because then um you know that's on him, and the money's not over. If if you fire him, you still got to pay him. You know, at least some of that contract. So if you can get him to retire, then then great. Um, he like he's really not worth firing. Like he just kind of isn't. Even though I think you know we've seen everything we're gonna get out of him and his teams. I think it's time for a change. He's still just done enough where you can't really just fire him quite yet. He would need another season like this. So it's like based off merit is what you're thinking. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's now hop off real quick. Fire Mike McCarthy in Dallas too. That guy's trash. Wow. That is brutal. Just pr- just promote Kellen Moore already. I thought you wanted him on Detroit. Well, he's not gonna be coming to Detroit. He's gonna be a head coach before that. Dan Campbell possibly gets fired. I did see. Um. Gosh, was it? Tom Pelissero, maybe it was either him or Dan Graziano. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but one of them put out an article this morning about the top head coaching candidates. Kellen Moore was in that top five. So yeah, he, I mean, he should be like that offense has been fantastic and it's very proven that it's him and not the head coach at this point. Can you guess the number one? We this, talked about him already. We did talk about him already. So I would have to go with devil Joe Brady, Joe Brady. I maybe, he was the number one. Maybe too bad that Carolina Panthers offense looked dog water. Lincoln Riley was uh, on there as well. So maybe a team goes, maybe he takes the LSU job for 12 and a half. And then an NFL team goes, you know what? We want you up here for 12.6. He's that, like, you know what? Down. That'd be awesome. He pulls I, a cliff. That, that, that'd be funny. I know my um, brother's friend, Sean, he wanted Lincoln Riley as the Lions head coach going in, into last offseason before they went and hired Dan Campbell. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make the NFL jump one day, but I mean, if you're getting offered the LSU deal, you got to take it. Yeah, I like Lincoln Riley. I would have loved for him to be the Bengals coach. Uh, kind of a QB whisper. And I, I did get the question. I'd like to ask you this, and it's just going to be really quick. Uh, the question was Do you take a look at the coach with Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler both struggling this year? Caleb Williams eventually gets benched by. Uh, Lincoln Riley in favor of Spencer Rattler, which was crazy because just three weeks prior, it was the opposite. So do you blame Lincoln Riley for that? No. Um, I I blame Spencer Rattler being a little bit overhyped by a lot of people. You know, I, I thought he was going to be a better quarterback than he was. And, like, that's just a reality. And in a quarterback class that I, I didn't love, I thought that he was going to be able to just take the job as the number or take the spot as the number one guy, and he failed miserably. His attitude is horrible. He's not a true leader. You can't be like that in the NFL. Um, so his time is officially done as an NFL prospect. And Caleb Williams, you know, it's just a young guy. Yeah, like he's gonna he's gonna have issues. He's not gonna go out there and just light up the world as a young guy. It's it's, it's very rare that that type of thing happens. So it's not a big deal. Um, he probably wasn't really ready that ready to start. He was probably mostly just off to a hot start. And now he's coming back down to reality. So. No, I, I don't blame him. It's just kind of the situation that they're in right now. Um, it's, it's He's not, like, killing these quarterbacks or anything. And my answer was, how can we blame Lincoln Riley when the past three quarterbacks he had all went to the uh, Heisman finalists and two of them were actually Heisman winners? Yeah. So how do we how do we blame the QB guru who got three different quarterbacks in the Heisman race for some, some struggles now, like, I, I don't think we can. So yeah, and they're and they're all now all legit NFL quarterbacks right now too. Well, they're all starting NFL quarterbacks right now too. There you go. That's what I really meant to say. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> one of them could be starting in fantasy, but I don't yeah, know if yeah, you want him starting. Oh, in. He's so bad at us as a thrower, dude. 
I always thought he was a bad thrower, and people were like, like, no, no, he's better than you think. I'm like, no, he's bad. Why are you so mean about Kyler? Because he's short. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's now go to our uh, final segment before predictions, and that is looking at the divisions. I'm going to be telling you who we think is going to win the division. Weird year in sports. I mean, the Tennessee Titans, they lose to the Jets, and now they're the best team in the AFC. The Bills lose to the Jags. The Bengals absolutely blow out the Ravens and then lose to the Jets. The Ravens, they lose to the Dolphins. Like, such a weird year. Did you see that TikTok? About the, the, did I send it to you or did you see it uh, about the conspiracy that the Chargers are going to lose to the Texans? No. So all these top teams um, have lost to – so, like – you know, the Jets getting a win, the Jags getting a win. Like, all these top teams have lost to absolutely horrible teams, then went on to have big, like, runs of success following. So this guy was predicting that the Chargers are going to lose to the Texans and just go on a run afterwards. Interesting. So, you might. I think it's, like, week 13. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not this week. But. Go 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 hammer the Texans. Like, they're going to be plus, like, 400. You go put 20 bucks on them. Go, go make some money. All right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but with all that being said... There are five divisions that are really up for grabs. You could say six if you want to add in um, the AFC South, but the Tennessee Titans have a pretty sizable lead, even though the Colts have been doing better. The Titans are are kind of kind of there. So let's start with the AFC East, why don't we? The Buffalo Bills, the easy favorite coming into the year. Right now, it's a two-man race between them and the Patriots. The Patriots on a four-game win streak, while the Bills... Struggled recently, including losing to the Jags. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The Bills are winning that division, dude. Like, like the Patriots are, are playing well, and I, I guess you can say it's not impossible that like they could do it. But like the Bills are winning that division. I gotta agree. I I I'm a big Patriots guy. Not a not a big Patriots guy. Huge but. Patriots guy. This guy's got Bill Belichick fat heads in his room. He sleeps with with his Tom Brady in a Pats <laughs> uh, jersey. Okay, not, he cries every night because he's gone. I'm not Davy. <laughs> That's like, fair. Um. But I, I did have the Patriots in the top 10 last week. You didn't. You're After a hater. Dog water. You're a hater. You had the Browns in there and then predicted the Browns would be the Patriots. I was the complete opposite. And, you know, Aren't you just the bee's knees? You know how it panned out. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree. Let's go to the Bills. Uh, let's pass the AFC North. Let's, let's forget about them until the end. It can be the big finale. Uh, AFC West. Currently, you have the Chiefs in first. Three weeks ago, they were in last. Uh they are six and four. The Chargers five and four. The Raiders five and four, and the Broncos five and five. Two and five since route start. This race is wide open though. Yeah, like any team could win it. Who's taking it? Like I told you beginning of the year, the Chiefs are still going to find a way to win double digit games, go to the playoffs. Like they're winning in this division. Chargers are finishing second. Raiders finishing third. But this could be the new division that sends three teams to the playoffs all of a sudden. Like not impossible, really. Mm-hmm. Like at this rate, like you know. The Rams are falling apart. They're going. They're going seven and ten this year. So like you're only getting one team. Um, that's the wrong division anyway. That's wrong. That's that's the NFC. Yeah. But re- regardless, um, this, this could be the um division uh, the division that sends three just the hell of it. You think that they could get three over the likes of the AFC North getting three? It's not impossible. Like they the AFC mm. North, you know, like they're they're a bunch of dog water trash cans. Oh, and right. the the AFC West is a bunch of great successful teams. You know, I could be wrong here, and you can tell me I'm wrong. You're but wrong. It seemed like, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe it was just last week when we were doing our top 10, but it really felt to me that you were a bigger fan of the Chargers over the Chiefs. Now you're saying the Chiefs are going to take the division. 
Why is that? It just it's looking better finally. Like it was just it wasn't looking great in the last two weeks. It's starting to look a lot better, and the Chargers have brought up some more worries last couple of weeks. Um, so it, it just believing in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid more than believing in Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley at the moment. You know, they're still both very young into their careers. I'm going the Chiefs to win this one as well. That's why they're in my top ten last week, and the Chargers weren't. Uh, <laughs> it it could have went either way. Kick rocks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to the NFC South. This is one We're just that, hopping around here. Well, I figured let's leave the AFC North for last, and then those are the only AFC divisions that are actually in play. Unless you want to talk about the Titans and the Colts. The Jags are going to win this division, man. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> NFC South, uh, Tampa 6-3, and three, the New Orleans Saints 5-4. and four. Carolina Panthers five and five, sleeper. Atlanta Falcons four and five. No, oh, they're 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 not waking up. <laughs> oh, okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers by like three or four wins. Really? Yeah. The, the Saints do have Trevor Simeon. Oh, I, I forgot about that. I did forget about that. And the Falcons are you know including Julio missing four of their top five offensive pieces like from last year and this year combined. You know, um, so but so they're, they're a legit contender. Matt Ryan has looked, you know, one of the worst he's had in, in the NFL. So, yeah, they're legit contenders right now. Bucks are two losses in a row. Whippity dong. I don't know. Good for them. They're going to they're gonna go out and, and still go 13-4. and four. Every team in that division is currently on a losing streak. Aside from the newly-led Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, taking over. Cam Newton is winning MVP this year. What can I say? Okay. All right, we get it. You like the Bucks. All right, NFC West, Arizona 8 and 2, LA You also like the Bucks. Three. You can say that. Do I? Yes. I got three of their three of their weapons in fantasy, so I guess. All right, we move on. NFC West. Um I mean I still believe in the Rams the like probably the most of any NFL team this year. You know, maybe the Bills are up. Our team that I want to consider up there too, though they're a little disappointing. But Rams are still probably the team I have the most faith in. Um, I just think this last week was just a hiccup, and they'll be fine. Uh, Cardinals are slowing down a little bit. You know they've you know, just got what two losses the last three games is what it is. Um, I I, I would say that the Rams are going to be the team I picked to win this. I could see it being the Cardinals. Um, it's not going to be the Niners. It's not going to be the Seahawks. Kyler's struggling with injuries right now. Out yeah. for the past two games. Uh. Likely he plays this week, but not a guarantee at this moment. Uh, if for some reason he plays and re-aggravates it this week, that could be a really tough omen for the Cardinals. But I think I'm going to stick with them for right now because Cliff, best coach in the league right now, you're a big fan of him. You think he should have got a big contract extension in the middle of the season. Yeah. Granted, they've done it a better, like a much better looking way. But it is almost similar to the Steelers last year where you get this hot start doing well, then things start going a little bit poorly, and they, just, they never started going better again. Um, you hope that isn't the case with the Cardinals, but so far since they started going poorly, we haven't really seen them get better yet, so we'll see. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, the Cardinals have actually beat competent teams, unlike yeah. the Steelers, and then they've like actually won big over teams too, which the Steelers, you know. Uh, the other NFC teams that are the other NFC divisions we didn't mention, 
Green Bay Packers, they are currently four games ahead of the Vikings. That's, that's obvious. Why even bother? And then the Cowboys, they're three games ahead of the Eagles. Also there is why even bother. So uh, we will round back to the AFC North. This one, another division that's wide open right now. The Ravens, 6-3. and three. Steelers, 5-3-1. and one. Bengals, 5-4. and four. And the Browns at 5-5. Five and five. Who's taking the division? At this point, you got to say the Ravens. I agree. Like... Lamar's looking good. The defense is playing well. The offense is, is working. Rashad Bateman is... Except for against uh, the, the Dolphins. That is, that is fair. But the Dolphins are... Everyone's kryptonite, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone's. But anyway, um, the Dolphins, or the, the Ravens, excuse me, are just... They're, they're looking a little more complete than I expected them to. And Lamar's playing great, as I mentioned. Rashad Bateman is elite and very obviously elite. Very obviously, they're best receiving option and he just needs to start getting those targets more and i think he will but everything's just starting to go right for the ravens and, and start clicking uh the steelers are the fakest five three and one team i've ever seen in my life that will not continue they're going to finish last in this division i don't know who finishes second i feel like all three teams aside from the ravens are really i mean the ravens lost to the the dolphins but like they've been very consistent very good the other three teams they've all like struggled pretty heavily recently so I don't know who finishes second. Well, looking at the Bengals schedule, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. Sounds like wins in every single game there. Not going to be easy. No. But I think they I think they could beat the Raiders this week. It's, 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 it's like a possibility. It's on the table. Um, I think it's a possibility against the Chargers at home. It's, it's not going to be easy. 49ers is a possibility. Broncos is a possibility. Right there, that puts them at nine wins on the year. All mm-hmm. you got to do is find one more. Yep. All right. Well, let's go over to our weekly predictions. Uh, it's it's a good week of football. I'm excited for this week of football. I kind of wish that there were a couple of games that were actually prime time. That you know the ones right now that are sitting Thir- in that spot. Thursday night's going to be yeah. a nightmare for the Falcons. Uh, well, Monday night is Tampa versus the Giants. Oh, in Tampa. Why was that scheduled? Yeah, and then you have like Dallas versus Kansas City as a four o'clock game. Well, What's the significance of that game? Nothing. Like, like, what? Why? Oh. The NFL does not know how to schedule games. Like, I I know it's a hard thing to do creating an NFL schedule. Like, there's a I watched a video about it and that shit looks crazy. They come up with millions of schedules like per year, literally. Um, so it looks like it sucks. But like, I like once you get this done, just just put this game on Monday night and the other so the other one, you know. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like Monday night football's games have been worse than Thursday nights this year. The last couple weeks, maybe, um, first five, six weeks, all primetime games were awesome, and they, they've kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, like, week nine was Chicago at Pittsburgh, when you could have had, like, Green Bay uh, versus Kansas City or uh cleveland cincinnati like there were some good games they went chicago pittsburgh cleveland cincinnati wasn't a good game the we after the fact obviously <laughs> uh new york giants versus the chiefs in week eight yeah who wants to watch that so it's literally it's literally just finding ways to get uh like mahomes and brady in prime time is all it is yeah so whatever uh, let's start off with Thursday night's game. This is New England at Atlanta. New England is seven-point favorite. There's a good reason that they're a seven-point favorite. They're going to win this game by 10. I agree. New Orleans at Philly. Philly is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I might not watch this game. This sounds 
boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I got to go Philly okay. as well. I I don't I don't really like either team in this one. Um, if if I were stupid, I would call it a tie. But I'm not stupid, so I'm not going to call it a tie. So I'll just go Eagles. I hope they tie now. I I hope they tie as well. Uh, honestly, I'm going the Saints. They just have a better defense, so I I think both offenses are kind of trash. So I'm just gonna go with the Saints. Uh, Miami at the New York Jets. Miami only a three-point favorite in this one. Oh, my God. It's a horrible game. We didn't break the breaking news. Breaking news. Joe Flacco starting this game. Joe Flacco. See, you should be scared. I, I asked you, are you scared that Zach Wilson is not going to have his job? You're like, they no. said he's still not 100% healthy. Joe Flacco is about to get sacked like six times in this loss. He's been questionable three weeks in a row. There's something concerning there. Kyler's been questionable two weeks in a row and hasn't played. Because he's bad. <laughs> the Dolphins are going to win this game, and I'm not going to watch. Uh, okay, I agree the Dolphins are going to win. Washington at Carolina. Carolina, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll tell you this. I'm taking Carolina in this one. However, if it was two weeks ago, they didn't have Cam, I'd want nothing to do with them. Yeah, that's kind of the boat I'm in. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. No Chase Young for the Washington football team. We'll see what happens with that. Really um, sad. Yeah, the defense is disappointed this year, but he's still a very talented player, so it's going to change things up. It could be a benefit. Guys might feel like they have to step up a little more. They play better as a unit, or it could be worse because they feel like they lost a huge piece and they're not going to be able to recover. Have I, you, have I, you I, seen the the graveyard that is the, I think, Western 30-yard, 30 32 end zone um, like field position, I guess, what I'm trying no, to say? No, is that where the most injuries happen or something? Yeah, so between the 30 and the end zone on the west side of – Washington Stadium, you've got the Alex Smith injury, Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Adrian Peterson, RG3, and there was one more. Uh, who am I forgetting? I don't know. But uh, that's five, and there was one more. So that's tough. That side of the end, or, yeah, the field is just that's tough. Terrible. That is tough. Indy at Buffalo. Buffalo, a seven point favorite. I know this isn't going to be a unanimous pick because we got an indie fan that is a part of these picks. Are you going to join him and go with the upset? No, oh. I'm going. I'm going with the Bills. I think Indy could put up a better fight in this. I think Indy covers that. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think this will be a pretty close game. And if Indy wins, I'm not going to be completely shocked. It'll be a little like, oh wow, they won. I you know I, I think the Bills should win this one. And there's a reason that they're that kind of favorite. But I don't know. Like Jonathan Taylor is very clearly a top three to five running back in this league. You know, he's, he's very much proven that this year. Uh, all right. Well, you haven't gone with any spicy picks. You've gone with all of the favorites so far. So let's get on to the next game and see if you're going to go spicy. Yeah? I'm not picking the lions. Detroit at Cleveland. Cleveland is a 10 point favorite. Give them, give them a bigger point spread. And I'll still take Cleveland in this one. Like the cover even. Hmm. But yeah, Cleveland's one in this B. I've got Cleveland as well. San Francisco at Jacksonville. San Francisco is six point favorite. Jacksonville, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Okay. There he goes. Go. All right. I like it. Like the confidence. I'm going San Francisco. By the way, Wait. I, go ahead. You first. It's fine. I've got Garrett's picks. So if you ever want to hear them, then I can just tell you. You picked Jacksonville for sure. No, you went San Francisco. Oh, what a noob. If Trey Lance starts, change to the Niners. Yes, you heard that right. Okay, that's fine. Is that backwards? Very much might be, but I don't care. Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee, a 10-point favorite. That's it. I know, right? Especially at home. 
I know that like Derrick Derrick Henry's out, but the team's still looked pretty good. To but. be fair, since Derrick Henry has been out, uh, every team has outgained the Titans when it comes to yards. Yeah, but they managed the game winning. the right way. They yeah. ma- they made because like Vrabel manages the game the right way, and they find ways to win despite it. And unleash Deontay Foreman. He's very clearly the best running back they have there right now. Just just let him run. Yeah, well. Well, I know it's not hard competition, but he's still very clearly it. Just let him run the ball 15 times a game. Well, I think I have Adrian Peterson in one of my leagues, so I think he's the best, oh, actually. You see him walking out there? I don't want to even call it running. He's just walking. Then he allowed Deontay Foreman just just do his thing, man. If, I, if, I, I hope so, too. I like Deontay Foreman. If they unleash Adrian Peterson, you're going to get 2008 Adrian Peterson. Yeah. You just, you just got to unleash him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's you're what's going to happen. You're holding him back. That's yeah. what's the, that's the, you, that, that that could happen. Hey, in the Bolts broadcast, we talk about Oliver Shillington. They were holding him back. They release him, and look, he's doing great things. So do the exact same thing with Adrian Peterson. I'm calling it right now. Okay, at that point, then someone should sign Todd Gurley as well and unleash him. Yeah, and someone can pick up Le Bell again. I hope the Steelers pick someone up Le Someone go Bell. get LaDainian Tomlinson while they're at it. Let's do it. Reggie oh. Bush, he's probably good. Walter Payton, baby. That's too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay, a two-point favorite in this one. That'll be a little bit bigger. You lost on Minnesota last week. Uh, I've lost on Minnesota a couple of times. Cool, I can lose on them again. I'm choosing Green Bay. Okay, well, that's your that's your prerogative. Yeah, you're also choosing Green Bay. I am. <laughs> uh, Baltimore at Chicago. Baltimore a Baltimore. four and a half point favorites. Well, that's it. Uh, I, don't, I don't care if they're on the road. That's it. It seems like Nagy is coaching, so that's an easy choice for me. Yeah, if if Matt Nagy got taken out of this game, I think the line would get moved to even, and we have to really debate here. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Nope. Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Who's the favorite in this one? I'm going to say Vegas is at home. No, Cincinnati is a one point. No, so it's pretty much a pick them. Yep. Um, man, I, I want to go both ways on this one. Cool. I really do. Well, here's the thing. I'll give you a breakdown. You pick the Bengals. You're going to make Landon really upset. Like, probably in tears. You pick the Vegas Raiders. I'm going to be in tears <laughs> right, right here live I on the show. I kind of want to see you cry, but I also <laughs> haven't picked against the Bengals all year. So that means you're five I, and four. Yeah. Am I, am I ready to do it? If they get me to five and five, I'm going to start choosing against them. Go Bengals. Okay. I'm going the Bengals as well for this one. Homer. Uh, I like there's times when I don't want to pick them like against the Steelers, like against the Ravens. They're better than the Raiders. They should be. Arizona at Seattle. Arizona only a two and a half point favorite. Then again, Kyler's still up in the air, but I think it's very likely he plays this week. The Kyler stipulation if he plays Cardinals, if not Seahawks. He has been practicing, so. Yeah, but if Kyler plays, I think it'll be an easy win. Here's one that I think could be highly contested. You've got the Dallas Cowboys going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. I think we're Cowboys in this one. Okay, um, I don't I don't love it because this one is I really don't love either way because it's two good teams I don't want to choose against the other, but I don't know I, I just I, I think the Chiefs defense has been a little bit better but still not great and you've got Dak and three great receiving weapons two great running backs and a tight end who's playing really well on top of one of the better lines across the league they they've got everything they need to go and put up thirty five points just you got to keep the Chiefs under you know that thirty five mark as well which is doable because the Cowboys defense is good enough to do it yeah it's it's a really tough matchup for me because two weeks ago Dallas loses by two scores to Denver last week they come out and absolutely obliterate the Falcons 
And you have the Chiefs, who have struggled all year, but recently have gotten a little bit better. Last year, they had their best game of the season. Which way do best I go? Week. Best week. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas City. I don't know why. I'm in the same boat as you. Don't feel great. So I'm going to go, though. I think we're going to be half and half as, as a group in this one. I, I, I truly think that we, I'm going to get two other people picking with me and two other people picking with you. Right now, when you look at Vegas, including, it is half and half. You and uh, Garrett are Dallas. Me and Vegas are Kansas City. There you go. The Sunday night game, you have Pittsburgh going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Chargers are a five-and-a-half point favorite. Steelers have no chance to win this game. Steelers have no chance to compete in this game. Mason Rudolph's going to play again. You can get away. That, that is probably fair. You can get away throwing 50 passes against the Lions. They're not going to be able to throw 50 passes against the Chargers and have success. Yeah, I. that's probably fair. I, I do have the Chargers, to be fair, but I was going to try to make an argument that, hey, they struggled against Philly. They got blown out by New England. They got blown out by, uh, not blown out, but they lost to Minnesota recently. Like, the Chargers have not looked good. But if Pittsburgh has Mason Rudolph, like, that's an obvious choice. You know you're in a bad spot when you're clearly worse than 87-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. And Major Off is clearly worse than him. Mm-hmm. All right, Tampa Bay and the Giants. This one is being played down in Tampa Bay for the Monday night game. Tampa, a 11-point favorite. Oh, that should that's be... too high of a spread for a Monday night game. Like, that should never be like that. Bucks, of course. Yep. All right. That's it for our picks. Not bad. Not oh, bad. I haven't. I didn't go over... No, you don't have to. I thought I was just trying to like not even worry about that. <laughs> the big week ten shakeup. So when it came to week eleven or week nine, excuse me, how that ended was Chase in first place by three spots. He had uh, a three uh, game lead over everyone else in the competition. Uh, that really changed this week because Chase went five and nine. Garrett went four and ten. Johnny and I led the pack at eight and six. Graham six and eight. Chris seven and seven. But that now puts Johnny and Chase tied for first. Chase has all but lost his lead. And then you have me and Graham and second, only one game back. Chris and third, uh, two games back. Garrett, he has fallen. Far behind because of the four and ten performance, he is now eighty seven and sixty three. Chase has ninety one, so that would put him four games back. So, it, how you feeling? I mean, we talked about it a couple of times. All you got to do is maintain your lead. This was not the week to do it. Feeling not great. Feeling not great. Uh, got gotta gotta figure out a way to to figure it out here. You know, hopefully, I just go. 14 and 0 this week however many buys are i don't remember 15 and 0 hopefully i go 15 and 0 this week um but obviously you know that's a stretch but i would definitely like to regain my lead and i feel i feel pretty good overall and then like one maybe one of my picks this week is is a little bit iffy Mm -hmm. so you know it 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 could happen well so we'll we'll see um you know i i've also you know felt that way the last few weeks and things haven't gone so well because the nfl's been right funky but I, I'm I'm gonna believe the process. I'm I'm gonna say that you know I know more than you guys, and it will I will continue to succeed. <laughs> All right, uh, and it's not a bad place to be in. Tied for first, even though it it is human psychology to think like, hey, I have the lead now. I'm no longer in sole lead. That does not feel good. But at the same time, you're still tied for first. You can continue to move up. 
or continue to move down. And I'll, I'll be making my way right on up there. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Any final words to the lovely people? Final words. You didn't want to, like, curse out Graham or something? Curse out Graham or something. All right. That's going to do it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out and giving us a listen. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's, again, on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, we also have a Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok that you can follow as well. Those links will be down in the description below. Uh, if you're listening on, or if you're watching, I should say, on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Uh, go ahead down there in the comments. Let us know what coaches you think are on the hottest seat of them all in the NFL right now. We'd love to know. If you're listening on the podcast platform, if you could please give us a five-star rating and a follow, we would really appreciate that. That's going to do it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out. And as always, we're not professionals. Yeah.